Brought to you by the Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver. Standards Matter, a podcast about professionalism and accountability in real estate. Standards Matter, Episode 8. What makes a public forum? The following scenarios are inspired by real professional conduct cases. Some details have been altered for storytelling purposes, and we've removed all identifying information to respect the privacy of those involved. Social media. It's not only an integral part of our personal lives, it's now a key marketing and networking tool for realtors in Greater Vancouver and beyond. And while it's a powerful tool that connects us with our clients and colleagues, social media can be a risk. The lines between public and private spaces are blurred, and anything you post could be seen by anyone at any time. This is something that two realtors learned the hard way. Welcome to the Standards Matter podcast, brought to you by the Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver. In each episode, we explore scenarios inspired by real professional conduct and arbitration cases to give you practical insight on how to strengthen professionalism in real estate and serve your clients better. I'm your host, Andrea Westaway. In this episode, we're doing something a little different. We have two cases that look at how our professional standards intersect with social media. In our first case, we look at how private space on social media is rarely private. The first case. Colin Cave of Sanger Realty was feeling the pressure of the hot real estate market. His client Anne had been looking for the perfect home for months, but every time she found a potential listing, multiple offer situations would arise and Anne would inevitably lose out. It was hard for Colin to see. His business was successful and he worked with many sellers who were happy with the way the market had turned, but his buyer clients, like Anne, were always left in the dust. There were only so many times he could call Anne and other clients like her with bad news before it started to weigh on his conscience. So he took a special interest with Anne. Each night, well after his kids went to bed, Colin was up and searching for that perfect listing. He thought if he could find the perfect price point that Anne could make an aggressive offer and finally get a place to call home. One evening, his persistence paid off. The condo was a little on the small side, and it wasn't technically in the neighborhood she wanted, but it was close enough to perfect. And because of these slight drawbacks, its price was right. Colin acted quickly. He texted Anne the listing, and soon he got the go-ahead. He followed the listing realtor's instructions and sent a message through TouchBase to set up a showing. The listing realtor was Phoebe Scott of More Homes Real Estate Services. Colin had worked with her before and knew from past experiences she could be a bit slow to respond. So the next morning he called Phoebe, confirming she received his message from the night before. Phoebe sounded a little irked, but they worked out a time and schedule for a showing. The showing went well and Anne liked the place. After the showing, Colin sat down with Anne at a local coffee shop and went over his strategy. Make an aggressive offer right away with minimal subjects. Anne was a little nervous, but she understood the nature of the current market and agreed with Colin's suggestions. 
Colin presented the offer to Phoebe later that day. Unfortunately, the next day Phoebe called Colin to inform him that there were multiple offers. After a little bit of prying, Colin's instincts told him that there was likely a higher offer. Still, the subjects and Anne's were a strong incentive, and since she was already offering over the listing price, Colin was pretty sure that his client was the front runner. The next few days were tense. Anne texted him multiple times a day to check in on the offer, and Colin, in turn, texted Phoebe to no response. The day the offer expired, Phoebe called. It wasn't good news. Phoebe's client had accepted another offer. Colin was mad. All the chasing and follow-ups, the calls, the texts, the endless emails were for nothing. What about the opportunity to counter? There was no way the subjects were as good. Surely it was in Phoebe's client's best interest to see if Anne could go a little higher. But Phoebe said that her client was happy with the accepted offer and there was no need to counter. Frustrated by the situation and the poor communication, Colin decided to call Phoebe's managing broker. He had expected a professional conversation about a minimum standard of care, but the broker seemed uninterested. Sure, they said they'd look into it, but Colin knew what that meant. Nothing was going to happen. When he got home that night, he sat down in his home office and shut the door. He needed a moment to decompress and to calm down. That's when he decided to vent his frustration in a private, realtors-only social media group. He rarely posted there, but he knew it was a place where realtors swapped war stories and asked for advice on sticky situations. And while he told himself he wanted to get a third-party perspective on the situation to see if Phoebe's service really was as bad as he thought it was, Colin really just wanted to commiserate with other realtors. In the post, he didn't use any names, but he included enough details about the building and a vague reference to the brokerage. And more importantly, he didn't hold back his frustration, alleging that Phoebe never showed her client Anne's offer and suggested that she rushed her clients just to get a quick sale and commission. It may have been harsh, but it was a private group after all. But nothing on social media is truly private. One of Phoebe's colleagues was a member of this group. When Colin mentioned the building and the timing, she knew it was Phoebe's listing. Soon the post made its way to Phoebe and she was furious at the accusations. So she decided to file a complaint with the board. Investigation and consent to discipline. REBGV's Professional Conduct Committee's investigative panel reviewed the case. They found that Colin had violated Article 19 and 26 of the Realtor Code, which state, The realtor shall never publicly discredit any other registrant. If the realtor's opinion is sought, it should be rendered with strict professional integrity and courtesy. And the business of a realtor shall be conducted so as to avoid controversies with other realtors. They also found he violated Section 6.08 of the Rules of Cooperation, which states a member shall not conduct himself nor permit his employees to conduct themselves in such a manner as to prejudice his reputation or the reputation of the board. And a member shall not injure falsely or maliciously, directly or indirectly, the reputation, prospects, or business of another member. In addition to a large fine, the committee ruled that Colin was to attend multiple courses at his own expense to further educate himself on the Realtor Code, the rules of cooperation, and conflict resolution. Colin also had to write a letter of apology to Phoebe and her broker. The second case. Sheena of Almost Home Realty had always been a go-getter. After getting numerous scholarships, Sheena went to university to get her degree in business and marketing. While studying, she befriended a few folks in the real estate profession, and before long, she was laser-focused on getting her license. 
In her final semester, she worked through the licensing program, and soon after getting her degree, she became a licensed realtor. Putting the theory she learned in school into practice, Sheena built a marketing plan around herself to build a brand. She knew as a young, inexperienced realtor, this would be her key to success. Sheena's plan was to build credibility by teaching potential clients about the profession, showing off how she'd operate in tough situations, and she would do this through social media videos. The videos took a long time, but she'd put together a slick and modern yet natural series that she was proud of. She covered a few different topics, spotlighting different marketing sales tactics, pointing out potential pitfalls in the home buyer and selling process, and highlighting her knowledge of the local market through statistics. But once the contact hit the wild, Sheena's most successful posts were her do's and don'ts of real estate, which covered the best practices she would put into practice when working with her clients. These videos were so successful that Sheena's followers began to grow exponentially. However, Sheena quickly ran out of do's and don'ts to discuss, and her engagement started to wane. Feeling the pressure to create more content, she started finding other realtors' advertisements and critiquing them. At first, she was very careful, blurring the names and company information. But as the pressure for more content increased, she began to slip. Reacting to her followers, Sheena also became more bombastic in her videos. Her language became more extreme, and she became less focused on the do's and more focused on the don'ts. Eventually, she went one step too far. In her last video, Sheena found an investment listing advertised on the MLS. Using a screenshot of the public description, she nitpicked the listing realtor's entire marketing strategy and called their lack of attention to detail criminal and negligent to their clients. But it wasn't just negative comments. When Sheena started her due section, she gave shaky advice on how to evict a renter from an investment property. The video went viral and eventually made its way into the local mainstream media. The article used a screen grab from the video that showed the full listing, the listing realtor's name and his phone number. The listing realtor found out about it by reading an article on the newspaper's website. He was furious and felt that Sheena had gone too far. That's when he filed a complaint with REBGB. Investigation and Consent to Discipline REBGB's Professional Conduct Committee's investigative panel reviewed the case. They found that Sheena had violated Article 12, and as we mentioned in the last case, it states, The realtor shall never publicly discredit any other registrant. If the realtor's opinion is sought, it should be rendered with strict professional integrity and courtesy. They also found she'd violated Section 6.08 of the Rules of Cooperation, which state, A member shall not conduct themselves nor permit their employees to conduct themselves in such a manner as to prejudice their own reputation or the reputation of the board. A member shall not injure falsely or maliciously, directly or indirectly, the reputation or prospects of another member. And, subject to Sections 8.04 and 8.05, Advertising in any form whatsoever of a listed property by any member other than the listing brokerage shall only be done with the prior approval of the listing brokerage, unless otherwise indicated in the listing contract. The committee found that due to the size of Sheena's audience, the reputational damage to the listing realtor was severe. They decided to suspend Sheena from membership for two weeks, levy a near maximum fine, mandate multiple courses at her expense, and instituted a requirement for Sheena's broker to pre-approve any of her marketing for one year. 
preventative action. We sat down with our ethics guy, Kim Spencer, to discuss what Sheena and Colin could have done differently and how realtors can avoid issues around social media. So, Kim, is it okay to vent about another's conduct online? Uh, Is there a rule-safe and ethical way to do this, or would this violate rules of cooperation, Section 6.08? When the committee looks at a complaint, it always looks at what happened And so context is important. So giving a general answer to that, um, I'd say, no, don't vent online about other people. Mm -hmm. It's not only uh, a a risk that you're taking with the professional conduct committee that someone's going to make a complaint about you, and then you're going to have to deal with that at the real estate board. And I'm sure you've got better things to do. But it's also potential legal liability um, for defamation. And I don't know if you know this, but your errors and omissions insurance specifically excludes defamation. Um, so best just to give it a wide berth, but carrying on from the general sort of answer is professionals shouldn't discredit other professionals publicly. Mm-hmm. If you have something to say to someone, say it to them privately, politely. Uh, it's just unseemly for professionals to do that. And we're quite good at it, actually. We, we shouldn't be. Yes, aren't we all? So what about in private? Does the board consider a, quote, private social media group to be actually private? Well, my understanding of social media, because Andrea, you you probably know I don't have social media. <laughs> I do I'm know that. <laughs> a lumbering dinosaur. Um, and so other than apparently me being where on social media? Uh, you're on the board's website. We, the board's we have website. your ethics guy stories, your wow. your articles. Searching for me, you'd never find me, but apparently you can't. You would but find personally, you. Personally, you won't find me no. anywhere. So I'm probably not the best person to speak to this. Mm. But in my opinion, saying something on social media, whether it's a closed forum, an open forum, or anything else that might be invented, is akin to standing on a ladder at Granville and Georgia with a loud hailer and saying whatever it is you've written mm. to all and sundry who pass by. Right. Even if it's a, quote, private one. Yes, which wouldn't be possible. But there's nothing private. And it, it, if you said it, it can't be retrieved, apparently. It's it's there forever. It's mm. like fatal attraction. It just never goes away. So, yes. so just don't. Just don't. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. So what are some best practices then for differentiating yourself without disparaging other members. So your question asked about best practices, and I'd add, let's say that you're thinking about doing a campaign on social media or any way that you can reach out to the general public. And and let's say you're thinking to yourself, you know what, I'm going to set myself up as being an expert in in real estate and and dispense advice to all and sundry. And and that's fine. It's a great way to go. Lots of members have have done that kind of thing over the years, starting with newsletters and and now doing them with vlogs and and so forth. And it, that's it's all good. Just be careful if you decide to focus in on a competitor and maybe offer a critique about a property that they have listed or or even the way in which that property is being marketed. That conversation might be appropriate privately with your client. Mm. Um, in the form of advice as to how they might deal with that, whether or not they write an offer or a negotiation. Mm-hmm. But to dispense that kind of advice publicly can shed you know, a not very flattering light on a competitor. And that, now it's out there in the public. So there, there can be some real consequences from that. So just be careful about that. Okay, excellent. 
How often do cases like these come to the PCC? Are there any common threads realtors should be aware of? We get a two or three a year, not not that many. I suspect there's more than that, but I, I think they get resolved with the help of the managing brokers, which is frankly what the committee expects. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can help matters. You know, the complaint comes in and I'll contact the other side and I'll make a suggestion. <laughs> it goes roughly like this. Ooh, hmm. you probably want to see if you can't get this resolved in some way, because I, I, I don't think that the committee is going to be thrilled about this. You're definitely not going to be thrilled with what I think might happen. Mm-hmm. So my advice, if if you can get this resolved between the two of you, I'd recommend that. Right. But sometimes, because an egg can't be unscrambled, mm-hmm. the thing has been said, the damage has been done, um, there's been reputational harm. And, and, and so, yeah, make the complaint. Yeah, like in Sheena's case where it went viral and ended up on the local news, and that's how the other member found out that they were being discredited on the news. Exactly, screen Not grabs. Great. People, you know, private closed um, forums, I, we haven't gotten to that yet, yeah. but private closed forums are not private. Mm-hmm. Even if you had to be admitted to that place by a moderator who runs the thing, there are several hundred people who are members. That's public. Mm-hmm. Or people can take screen grabs, post them as, as happened here. It's best just not to, to bear that part of your soul. Bad things happen to people all the time. Mm-hmm. Every one of us. Deal with it with grace mm-hmm. if you can. I mean, no one's perfect. I've ranted and raved a lot in my life, so it's not easy. <laughs> so what do you do if you see another member disparaging you on social media? Well, let, let's take the gold standard. Deep breath, make the call. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that text or email is a great way of dealing with this. Because of tone? Yeah, tone. But also some some of us, when we get behind the keyboard, there's there's actually sometimes two people. There's the person you meet in, in, in person, mm-hmm. who's quite different from the person behind the keyboard. Can be. Yeah, well, so you get a, a, an email message that's as long as war and peace. <laughs> um, and that's just not going to get you to where you want to be. Right. I think pick up the phone, call the person, which will, may, might shock them, um, and just have a conversation with them about what you've read and what you what how you perceive that. And would they mind not doing that again in the future, taking it down mm-hmm. or addressing the concern in some way? Right. If, if they won't. If they get defensive and rant back at you, then that's not great. And that's on them. Mm-hmm. Um, go to your broker at that point. Right. And we expect the brokers to speak to each other at that point. But ultimately, as I said before, you, you can make a complaint. And that the realtor code, and I forget which article it is, 26, something like that, requires that you make your complaint to the board and not air it publicly. Right. So when the PCC looks at these types of cases, what do they take into account when they make a judgment? Sure. Well, they look at at, at the harm that was caused and the intent. Mm-hmm. If someone said something that's uncomplimentary about someone else and they and they haven't realized it, and, and that can happen, or they have half the information and they jump to conclusions, which we often do, and we then say something, uh, that's one thing. And if there's been no harm caused other than some hurt feelings is not very public, and th- th- that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But if there's been reputational harm caused either to the individual, their brokerage, or maybe collectively in the profession, then they would look at it differently. Mm-hmm. Because you, as I said, you can't unscramble an egg. Right. 
So they'll have to deal with it in some way. Right. Anything else to add before we wrap things up? Well, the committee takes a dim view of these things, Mm -hmm. uh, this this especially. It's a reputational issue for our profession. Right. When we air our dirty linen out there, Mm -hmm. people make judgments about us and think, I suspect for the people who don't like us very much, well, they're all like that. We right. know that's not true. Yeah. Just uh, don't get, don't give them the opportunity. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kim, for joining us today. And we look forward to hearing what you have to say on our next episode. Thank you very much. That's a wrap on episode eight of Standards Matter. I've been your host, Andrea Westaway. We plan to regularly produce new segments to engage you in conversations about standards, accountability, and professionalism in real estate. If you have a question for us, reach out to us on REBGV's member Facebook group or shoot us an email at standardsmatter at rebgv.org. For more information on professionalism, including our conduct and arbitration cases, visit our member website at www.rebgv.ca. On behalf of the Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Standards Matter. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate us and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Brought to you by the Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver.